Welcome to another episode of We're Disappointed, the show where two average folk talk about things in media, in society, in life that tend to be disappointing. <clears throat> I was going to start off with, like, as you may know, if you're a longtime listener, both uh, Jed and I like Mass Effect, or we have a, a contentious relationship. I have a contentious relationship with Mass Effect. I don't know how I feel about it right now. I mean, I feel like I have... A contentious relationship, maybe, too. I mean, I feel that I, I am perhaps a bit more forgiving of it. But I I also feel that I could say that about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I'm generally more forgiving of something. Like, unless it's just going to... Like, I feel like I have, like, two speeds. Like, this thing is okay, and I'm down with it. Or this thing is not okay, and I'm not even giving it the time of day. Like, I'm just pretending it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's definitely different from how I do things. But I was just, I was super into Mass Effect up until the third game, the third act. It was yeah. just a fucking mess. <laughs> there were good points about it. There were, but I feel like there weren't enough. I mean, not for, like... Like, the missteps were big enough that it definitely cast a pall over the game as a whole. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're talking about today. Not so much Mass Effect 3 specifically, but missteps in the series that, with a little tweaking, it could have been a much better series. Hence the name of this uh, this segment, 20% More Effort. just like with as little as 20 percent more effort you would have a better end product that's that's the idea i feel that that is the case with a lot of different things i mean obviously we're going to talk about mass effect in particular but i just feel with like a lot of different things like i'm thinking about like you know things like at work or something like that or like you see like people and their interactions on social media where it's like if you had put like just a smidgen more thought into this then you would have been successful mm-hmm. but it's just like it's like you were almost there and you're like meh never mind and you just like shut your brain off for the rest of it and then it's just a, a fuck up it's really weird it's like just falling short at the finish line essentially mm-hmm. it's such a common thing that's why i thought we could make this <laughs> make this a segment like a monthly thing that we do Mm-hmm. I feel like there's enough material that we, we shouldn't run out for a while. <laughs> and this is especially timely because how many days is it, Jen? Is it 10? Is like it 9? 10 days. I think it's 10 days. Because okay. today's the 4th, right? Yeah. Um, And it comes out uh, the 14th. Yeah, so in 10 days, they are re-releasing the Mass Effect trilogy all at one time as a remastered version i should have put that on the list and it's just jen is pretty jazzed about it i went in and bought like all the extra stuff like you get like a neat helmet if you get like the collector's stuff but you don't also have to buy the game so i did not rebuy the games yeah no i i fully in 110 percent admit that i am a sucker 
And it was just like, I knew it was like a foregone conclusion. Like, they could have like also put in that like pre-order pack that they would have like come to my house and punched me in the face. I probably still would have done it. Terrible. (laughs) I just, I mean, the helmet, the helmet. Yeah. Like that's, woo, I'm excited. I'm very excited. I mean, I stopped short at getting punched in the face. (laughs) <laughs> and it was more money than I should have spent on something like this on a game that's like what like 15 years old almost at this point I mean we talked about this before like I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast but um, like I, I really liked the first game but it's just you know I have been extraordinarily forgiving in the past um about the uh, the control issues Mm -hmm. but i feel that it's been like a good five six years since i've played it and so now i don't know i don't know if i could handle it anymore like i feel like it's devolved too much and it would be too difficult for me to to play without getting really frustrated Mm -hmm. and so i'm really excited to play the first game again especially Mm. i was okay with the first game but I was more okay with it as a, st- a jumping off point for the second game. It's, well, I mean, the second game's where it's at. Yeah. It's like, I played the first game, and I didn't realize how much I liked it until I heard about the second game. <laughs> like, when the second one came out, and um, No Gun didn't pre-order it, I was just... Like, after I heard about it, I was like, why didn't you get it? Why didn't we get all this extra shit? <laughs> but, um... Yeah, like, just to go back to the... um the bit about 20% more effort like the none of the remastered create a character shit I've seen has impressed me like it's been pretty bad oh, looking yeah it's I mean yeah no they they hella phoned it in and it's disappointing it's sad mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like they just changed like they warmed up some of the colors or cooled them down or something and that's about it and people sitting there looking like waterlogged nut sacks like all wrinkly and weird yeah no i mean like i i I challenge anyone to come up with a better metaphor than waterlogged nut sacks (laughs) 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 because that was extraordinarily apt like it's just like yes no it's totally true they just they're not it's it's not good looking we're just gonna we're gonna have to depend on modders like we always do i think yeah yeah but um obviously we both like the game for a reason and if you are coming into mass effect fresh or you've never played it you may want to skip this part we'll just talk about the basic premise like i don't think we've ever (laughs) like laid out what mass effect is about we just assumed everyone knows what we're talking about since it's such an old game (laughs) yeah but um how how would you start it um, I mean, I guess, like, the the overarching conflict is, um, you have the, the main character, Shepard, and they have, like, their merry band of misfits, and they are fighting against this, um, kind of overwhelming... Uh, outside of the galaxy force like an invasion sort of force 
And it like you get the first introduction to them, obviously, in the first game. And then the stakes are steadily risen over the next couple of games where um, essentially like the the hints at an invading force from outside of the galaxy become a full on invasion. And it's Shepard and their merry band of misfits that have to try to stop them. And also, um, I mean, like with all RPGs, solve various problems along the way. Okay, that I think that's a good summary there. But um, something in that narrative there, like that that little bit that we've complained about that could have been twenty percent better, was how when the stakes rise. Like for me personally, it felt a little disjointed. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't make a whole like we said before. Like it felt like there wasn't a whole lot of forethought, like as far as plotting it out. Well, it's like I feel that. I mean, at least based on some interviews, it seemed that they had they had thought some things out, but they decided to change direction. And so that, I think, was the fuck-up part. Well, they pulled a lost. Yes. <laughs> no, that's exactly it. Like, because it wasn't it was, like, lost, like, the, like, um, people were, like, guessing, like, what the ending was going to be, and so they, like tried to pull like a, a completely different direction mm-hmm. and it just like didn't make any fucking sense yep yeah so that's what mass effect did yeah <laughs> and it's just like it's so frustrating because it's like i mean obviously you don't want it like the twist or whatever to be so obvious that everyone in their fucking mother is like oh well duh like this is gonna happen like you don't want it to be that obvious but you also want it to be a reward to those people who are just absolutely meticulous about it and just like pour over details and like stitch all of these like little tiny bits of foreshadowing together to be able to arrive at that conclusion. Mm. Like that's the reward for going balls to the wall on that sort of shit. And it's so you're just going to like yank the rug out from everyone and do something completely different. That's fucking bullshit. Then what's the point of foreshadowing? They don't know. It was a, it was definitely a drop ball for that. But um, let's see. To get away from the negative for five seconds. <laughs> 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 what's um? What would you say is a high point of? Uh, let's just say the series. Like you can name multiple if it's like spans games. Um, I mean. I really like some of the squad mates that you have. Mm-hmm. I think they're a lot of fun. Um, I think that, I mean, it's especially because it's like getting, it's getting to be a really old game now. And so it's like I, I think about it now from like a contemporary perspective. And I would wish that some of the characters like were fleshed out a little bit more mm-hmm. but i think that like for the time that was created it was very well done mm. that the characters are also my uh the high point for me like i feel like i had never played like prior to playing this game i had never played a game like this before that not only lets you kind of specialize your main character like you get to give them a first name you get to pick a backstory and their service record and all this like, obviously, you only had, like, three options of each of those. Mm-hmm. But it was still more than other people had given you. And then um, 
the squad mates were also like their personalities were very distinct for the most part. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you like somebody, it's like you really like somebody. If you didn't, they were kind of just like we didn't like like that that that's more villains, I think. Like if you didn't like them, then you like you really didn't like them. Mm-hmm. But um I had never played something with that was so character focused before. Mm-hmm. And I just I really enjoyed it. Um, when you said that, like you, you'd never played a game where you could customize the main character like that so much. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it just reminded me that that was the same for me too. Because, like, when the very first start the first game, and you name your shepherd. I didn't realize that that is, in fact, what it was asking me to do. I just, like, thought I was naming my save file, essentially. Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I mean, luckily it was, like, like I actually gave Shepard a name. I, I gave it my name. I gave it Jen. <laughs> because I was just like, oh, well, it's just Jen's save file sort of thing. Uh, like, but, like, otherwise I could have been, like, like, save one or something like that. Because mm-hmm. I just like I had never played shepherd. a game, yeah, that like had asked me to do that before, at least not that I recall. And so, yeah, like I I didn't realize that I was like creating a character and not just naming a save file. Mm-hmm. Let's see, was there anything else aside from the characters? Like I, that's like my main thing. Like all my things come from like my um, praise of it comes from characters and character interactions and things like that. I also really like some of the, um, like the uh, uh, ethical dilemmas that they present you with. Like which I one? remember that the one in particular that always stands out to me um, is in the second game, and so I guess spoilers if you haven't played the second game, um, but it's the uh, the Geth one where it's like you have to make the decision to either rewrite the Geth oh, or Tali? to kill them. Yeah, and with Legion. Like, Legion is there, too. Okay. Like, the ship. Um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, and that, like, it took me, like, I just remember, like, you know, being at that decision tree and just being like, I'm not really sure what the fuck to do. Because it's like, like, I just felt that it was a, um, a question of, like, free will versus freedom sort of or like uh sorry like free will versus um life essentially like is it better to be alive but not to have free will or is it better to die knowing that you have had free will Mm -hmm. and so i just thought that it was a really interesting question and i wasn't sure exactly what the right answer was yeah I feel like sometimes there is no right answer which Mm -hmm. which is and i really love for a game Mm mm-hmm but then what did you choose incidentally do you remember i think depending on the playthrough i chose both like depending on the kind of character i was the kind of shepherd well, like, i was playing who like with your main shepherd like who would you i don't even know who my main shepherd choose? is anymore <laughs> well what would you choose right now i mean you know what i'm trying to get at and you're avoiding the question <laughs> if i had to choose right now i would probably choose the death i think that's what i chose too if i remember right because i was just trying to think of like well what would i want myself and like if I if I knew that's like I could be alive, but someone was going to be tinkering with my brain enough that like I wouldn't exactly be me anymore, <laughs> then it'd just be like, well, you know what, just fucking kill me. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point? Yeah. 
You know what's like, what was another like mission that I really liked? Um, just because of like the, like that's like another like high point to me is like some of like the emotional punches that it gave mm-hmm. were really, uh, I thought really well done or at least were very interesting to me. Uh, Samara's loyalty mission. Oh, where, like, essentially daughter. you have to like, yeah, you have to like kill her daughter. And that just like was like so fucked up to me. Like, especially like, I guess like juxtaposed against so many other because i feel like just about everyone had like beef with their parents in some level mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was like just about everyone's loyalty mission i feel and so like i don't know like i liked hers most of all though because it was like i don't know like like definitely her daughter morinth was you know she was a murderer um but it was also just like like, Samara knew that she wouldn't have been a murderer if, like, I mean, wasn't it, like, like you had, like, a way higher chance of producing an, what do they call it, Ardat Yakshi, if, like, you, as an Asari, have sex with, with another, another Asari? Yeah. yeah. I don't get why she had more than one. Right? It's like, cut it off, man. It's like, you had the first one? <laughs> okay, that's fine. Like, stop now. And then she went on to have, like, two more kids, and they were all the same Well, maybe thing. it doesn't, like, manifest until later, because they're, like, hella, like, long-lived. So it's, like, maybe it, like, wouldn't manifest until, like, Asari puberty, which is, like, you know, like, like, 100 years old or something. And mm-hmm. so she had other kids, like, in the meantime. Maybe. I feel like they they could have tested this, like, tested in amniotic yeah. fluid or something. Something. I feel that like you should be able to do that. <sighs> But this is written by men, so they probably didn't know that that was a possibility. There you go. <laughs> All right, so those are the mostly mostly the highs. Mm-hmm. So, what do you feel could have been done better? Like you can tackle this from whatever angle you feel like, and we'll just go from there. Well, okay. So one of the things that we said that we liked was like being able to create your character and things like that and like being able to make decisions that um like show like who your character is and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but one of the things that i feel is just like forced down your throat is liara yeah man <laughs> we did talk like, about this before like in another <laughs> podcast like i i honestly I didn't necessarily have a problem with her in the first game. She, like, I thought it was really interesting that as a lady, you could romance a lady. Because that was, I feel, like, another th- new thing, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I had, I had not played a game like that before. But, like, Liara, to me, and this is, this is a little bit of a tangent, so I apologize. But Liara, to me, like, just that kind of character, the person that she was in the first game, is never the sort of character that I actually like. Like, I feel like they're, they're always kind of, like, too young, like, little sister sort of type. Like wide-eyed and innocent. Kind yeah, of and I'm just, like, that's just, I don't know, like, I just feel, it it's feels, like you're taking advantage of them. It feels gross. It feels like the same kind of anime waifu kind of thing, where it's always, like, this weird pseudo-incestual little sister thing kind of going on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, the, it's, like, that adjacent. Like, these two kinds of characters are, like, cousins, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I so I just I I never I never like that, and so I never romance characters like that. 
Um, so, you know, like I, I ended up choosing Caden cause he was the only other choice, which he's like a wet blanket, yeah. but it was just like, whatever. Like I wanted to have a romance. And so he was like, there. in my mind, the lesser of two evils. <laughs> cause at least he seemed more like a full fledged adult to me. Whereas Liara is just like, well, she's like my kid's sister. So like, no, that's gross. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like, <sighs> Like, I I wanted there to be an option to not be BFFs with Liara or, like, BFFs with benefits, at least according to Liara's conception of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was never that option. It's just, like, you're force-fed this character, like, regardless. And it's, like, the, the teaser for what may be, like, the next Mass Effect, like, whatever the hell they're working on, it's like, she's fucking there, too! Yep. And it's like, God, fucking damn it. Yep. It's very I annoying. mean, it's like, I get, it's like, she's, like, long-lived, so it's just like, well, like, what other character might be there? But it's like, what about Rex? Yeah, Rex or like, Grunt. Like, yeah, like, they're hella long-lived, too, the Krogan, so... Grunt and, is- like, I was, like, way more B- BFS with Rex than I ever was with Yeah, her. I mean, to be fair, Grunt probably wouldn't care. And Rex was in charge of Tichanka, so he probably couldn't get away either. Well, who knows what's going to happen in, like, however many hundreds of years it's been. I bet. I guarantee it's probably not a hundred hundreds of years. This is just what was happening right after the whatever the stupid ship was and Andromeda left. Well, whatever. Like, Rex can get a couple of personal days to leave Tichanka and go walk through the snow and look at Shepard's armor or whatever the fuck that trailer was mm. it didn't have to be liara no could have been rex i mean i'm not saying it had to be her either but <laughs> and if you think that it was like only like right after like you know all of those recent events it could have been garris yeah you would take garris over her well yeah well she's the one who's down bad for shepherd like she's shepherd obsessed like in between one yeah, and two. Yeah, and so it's just like, calm down. In between one and two, <laughs> she had like the comics where she's sitting there obsessively. Like that's, that's supposed to illustrate her character change between one and two, which I feel is not good enough because it was only two fucking years, which is like, what, a half day for her in the span yeah. of her life? Well, they don't put any sort of thought into how that actually works. No, no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> like how old is she even? Like she's like, what, like a hundred or something? I, yeah, she was like a hundred in like the first game. And it's like, I feel to me, if you're going to have a long lived race, I feel like it should be like Grogu in um, The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. where it's like he's fucking over 50 years old. And he still looks like a baby. Yeah, that's how it should be. You should have a slow development not just up oh, what well, we're we're fuckable now we're 50 we're, we can fuck and we're just gonna look like this until we're old ladies in like a thousand years like that's stupid and even then they're milfs exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's dumb but. like i'm just thinking of like her mom and just like the absolute like shelf of titties that she yeah, has that was that was so uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> there's just age spots all over her shit just out there I was like, ma'am, please, you are someone's mother, stop. But I mean, it's so convenient because it's just like you're sitting on the couch, you're watching TV, and you have like a shelf that you put your coffee cup on. It's like right there in front of you. Terrible. Terrible. It's convenient, though. I feel it's not as convenient because they're not flat on top. They're like rounded. 
Well, you just got you got to push them up enough to where they're flat. No, they're not. They're not ever going. If you push them up more, they're going to be more round. Like speaking as a, a I've like seen person. pictures of people like wearing like corsets where it was like an actual shelf. Like they were able to make it a shelf, but it's still rounded on top. They were putting things on there. <sighs> flat bottom things though. Yeah, like a cup. No, it must have been an empty cup. Oh my god, why are you so opposed to these shows? Why can't you just let me have this? Fine, have your titty shows. Thank you. God, was that so hard? Yes, it was said. extremely painful. <laughs> That's what she said. God. <laughs> oh, good times. But yeah, so Liara's milf mother. And just, yeah, but you, you can't get away from her. And it's like, I don't understand why you have this game full of choices. And this is the one choice you have no, this one thing you have no control over whatsoever. Like we talked about this before. Like I, I totally get from a narrative standpoint, why you would want to have like a character that's like, it's, I think I said this exact same thing when we were talking about this before. It's like, um, Varric in, uh, Dragon Age. Where it's like they become kind of like this outside of the main character force that is like a thorough line between it. And so like I get that like Liara can play that function. But like also like allow us to like not really like each other. But I feel <laughs> like, like... Like we can like work together like because we have to, right? You always have a coworker that you don't really like that you have to work together with. But like that doesn't mean that you have to be friends. I feel like I... I feel like Varric's role was different and was like less annoying because I feel like there was no point in her being in two at all other than because they wanted her to be I'm the shadow broker I'm this because reasons like could literally been anyone else could have been a more interesting new character it didn't have to be her yeah like I I was trying to think of like well what did they do like was that like some sort of bridge that they were making for three but I don't really recall that being necessary she's a shadow broker so you get points that don't mean anything and don't help you at all that whole yeah. that whole point system is so fucking stupid <laughs> yeah every time i think about it i laugh because you hiked it up like it's actually gonna mean something and it didn't mean anything like i don't want to talk about it too much right now we can talk about it more when we talk about the ending of the game but it's just it's it was a waste of fucking time mm-hmm all right, so, like, I don't know, I just feel like Liara is just, like, I can't objectively say whether I like or dislike the character, because I just dislike how much I'm forced to interact with the character. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, my feelings, like, I've had to say my feelings are negative, because I can't get away from her, and I would like to. Like, everyone mm-hmm. else you could leave alone and not deal with, but her, No. She's just like your, like, you know, you know, that stupid meme with like the psychotic girlfriend with the girl with the buggy eyes. Yeah. She's that. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially because I like on it, like, okay, they clingy girlfriend. That's it. They're just so the, the writers don't pay enough attention to like their actual lore that I honestly don't know exactly what they were trying to do with this. But like the whole mind melding thing. Like, is it sex or is it not sex? Like, I don't know that there's a really definitive answer on that. I don't think there sometimes is Sometimes it's sex and sometimes it isn't sex. It's sex when they want it to be sex. Yeah. And so it's just like, I mean, it 
it's enough of a, a an undefined thing that you could definitely make the argument that Liara like has sex with Shepard without their consent multiple times, mm-hmm. which is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like um, like you can't talk to Liara. People who romance a character and that's their main romance every time they play the game they have Mancer added on to the end of the character's name. So like Liara Mancer's like you cannot talk to them about this issue at all because they just won't hear it. It's like the same people who like Ashley and they won't hear any kind of discourse about Ashley's character being not a so racist. yeah about her being racist <laughs> and bible thumping and irritating in that way it's like you can't mm-hmm. talk to them about it yeah and it's like, you can like the character but these are complexities in the characters like everyone is not going to like the same thing you like you should be able to talk about it rather than shutting down any kind of conversation about it no but that's what they do no yeah like you have to be like a mature adult to be able to have that conversation and most people never reach that stage like I remember that shit so much and like people like to compare Ashley's thing to Thane's thing like her religious stuff but I like I honestly can't even remember what her religious thing was I just remember that it's not the same thing like the the problem is not being religious it's the way that it's approached if I recall correctly but I honestly can't remember off the top of my head well like it like I just got like like really big like evangelist sort of like um vibes from her where it's just like like she was low-key trying to convert people mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean that fits and, with her being space racist yeah but it's like i like thane's never trying to convert me no, he's just talking about it and it's like yeah. oh so anyone talking to you about their religion and how it affects them specifically is the same thing as someone trying to convert you no there's a distinction there it's a nuanced thing mm-hmm. it's a gray space like act like you know maybe they don't know i mean it's entirely possible that they don't because it's just like they i i really think that it's a it's like a higher level of thinking to be able to hold these we talked about this before these sorts of complexities in your head mm-hmm. and you need to like be kind of like trained up into that and i just don't think a lot of people are mm. but since we mentioned him already we can talk about thane a little bit we are like we i think it's fair to say that we have both you know run through the romances like we've played a bunch of romances but mm-hmm. thane was my favorite so i guess you could call me mostly a thane mancer yeah thane thane was my favorite too yeah. i mean hands down and just <laughs> what they did with this character was so fucking wrong <laughs> it's like again like my biggest gripe is it's a this whole thing is sold to you as a trilogy of games with choices and your choices are supposed to matter. Mm-hmm. And it's like Thane is his character. He's an assassin. He signs on for your mission in the second game because he thinks it's a death sentence because he's atoning for some things that he did that he doesn't feel so great about doing now, looking back on it. And also he has a, an illness that's going to debilitate him and eventually kill him. And it's like, there are so many things lore-wise that they could do that you could potentially, if they wanted to write this story, keep Dane alive. Like, in Mm -hmm. the third game, I remember there's, like, some mission 
with some kind of like super oxygenated metagel or something that you're supposed to get from like Hanar. Hanar are these little, mm-hmm. these um, big pink jellyfish looking guys who quote unquote rescued the Drell from their uh, home planet that was dying. They killed themselves. Thane is a Drell. Yes, Thane is a Drell. And he, they bring that the, their planet is a desert world, is arid and whatever and dry. And they bring them to their world, which is humid and a water planet. So having all this water around these car- these creatures from a dry world is slowly killing them and like fucking up their lungs. And it's like, like <laughs> I've talked about this a lot to pretty much anyone who will listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you evangelize. <laughs> about how it's it seems really shitty that you know these people are not from your planet. If you're going to help them, help them all the way. And don't just bring them to your planet. Take them someplace that would be better for them than where you live. I mean, I I agree that that is the moral thing to do. But I feel like they, but, there was like, uh, uh, just real quick, like the next step part of that conversation is I feel like they're getting something out of it. Like that's why yes. they brought them there. It's like it wasn't to be, it wasn't... um altruistic it was not exactly and that's why i feel it's a realistic (laughs) storyline because it's like no like most people are dicks (laughs) like and so they saw like the opportunity for very cheap labor and so they were gonna take it this is not discussed in the game by the way it should have been this could have been a very interesting storyline i feel yeah it's like i like saying like brings up he talks about this he talks about like the situation at least but there's no opportunity for your shepherd to be like the slavery dog so (laughs) (laughs) yeah like hmm that doesn't sound like a very good deal for you guys um so it i mean and they dropped the ball on those sorts of heavier conversations multiple times in multiple games Mm -hmm. so that's always disappointing um, but I also feel that that's, like, what fanfic is for. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would like them to be able to explore those things. But I also get, like, like, I I am marginally forgiving of that because it's, like, like th- so it's, like, this is, this, like, the actual story is a story of, like, you know, the big bads, like, the, um, you know, the big ultimate villains and like i feel that like my shepherd would be like well you know what let's have like a huge tangent here and go free the drill race Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean that's what side stories are for (laughs) yeah but it's just i mean could you really like could you could you develop a a whole a whole complete story of freeing the gel from slavery in a side story i think so i think it would be difficult i think you could cut out like half the liara fucking and you could probably do it okay well there you go (laughs) (laughs) and then you could do it but um yeah like the worst part about it was that how they teased about this i feel Mm -hmm. and then they just fucking did nothing Okay, so, like, the worst part to me on, like, yes, like, I, I also hated the teasing, but, like, I feel that that was all of Mass Effect 3 was one giant But, I mean, not just, not just the game. I mean, like, the developers themselves. Yeah, well, that's, I mean that, yes. But, like, for me, like, it was that at the end of 2, like, Thane, like, rethought everything, and, like, he had reconciled with his son, like, depending on how you played the game, like, he, 
you know, was in a romance with you. And he was suddenly like, oh, it was really dumb of me to think that, like, my life should just be over. Like, I have so much to live for now. Mm -hmm. Like, and so it's like he had, like, this new lease on life. And then you get to the third one, and he's just chilling at the hospital. He's like, yeah, so I'm ready to die. And he's like, what? Like, all, none of that happened. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why? <laughs> like, what the fuck happens? Because bad. Between then and now. <laughs> and I told you, like, that one writer... Patrick, I think it was Patrick Weeks straight up was like, oh, we forgot. I feel honestly that was just like a passive aggressive thing because that was the person who came into the fan space on Live Journal and was like trying to uh, co op conversations people were having about characters. And it was like, oh, my friend has this disease that this is based off of. Why don't y'all care about that? And it was like that kind of, I feel like they this person did this on purpose. Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. It's just like, you're a piece of shit as a writer going in there and, like, essentially bullying fans and telling them what they should mm-hmm. care about. It's like, fuck off. It's like, how do you know we don't... Like, we can care about both things. But, like, this is not the way to do it. No. And it's like, okay, so, like, you want to have, like, this tribute to this terminal disease and, like, the you know, the people that suffer from it. But it's just, like... And you just have the character die. Yeah, like, make it better, like, write it better. Like, you just, like, made a shitty tribute. Like, so how how does that make you feel? Like, you, like, did all of this, you ruined this character, you ruined this storyline, and it's a shitty tribute. How do you feel? Like, you're an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, Patrick Weeks is a piece of shit. Patrick Weeks is a piece of shit. Uh, Let's see, what else we got here? And like I said, like, like, I take a lot of issue because I was one of the people that they came at with that. And it's like, what do oh, I he, say to he you? Met, like, he replied to you? Yeah. And it's like, well, what do you, you want me to say to you? Like, shit. Who the fuck are you? Who the <laughs> fuck are you? Number one. I didn't know who they were at first. And I was like, oh, you're a, you worked on the game? Like, why are you here? Yeah. And it's just like, like, wow. So you're like hella ashamed of yourself, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're coming they in didn't here have the and you worked on that like shitty game? <laughs> but this was before three this was after two this is two that oh, okay. they were doing that and then i remember i was a part of that group that sent in all that stuff like for thane like everyone drew a character or whatever and someone got it printed out and sent it and i was like did you put the did you draw i think the, i did thane was a cucumber no 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 i didn't the pickle like, I, pickle I, drew, I drew that but that wasn't for that that was something else it should have been no it was supposed to be shepherd <laughs> specifically so they weren't going to take that Mm. But um, I'm sure that went straight in the trash. Like they took yeah. they took a picture of it and posted it on social media, and it's like, oh, we hear you. And then they just took it out back and threw it in the dumpster. And it's like, obviously, you're not obligated to do what fans want. Like people will love to beat this dead horse of an argument, but it's like, like I pointed out before, there are all these lore bits here that would have made it plausible to do, rather than ignoring, like the last hour of the previous game. Because you couldn't be asked to look back at stuff you've previously done when you were making this new game, which is what happened. Yeah. You know, it's like, don't like defend your shitty product because you were a lazy piece of shit. It's not even them defending it. It's other people defending it. Like, remember when people were really mad and they were talking about Mass Effect, like the end of Mass Effect 3 and people wanted to like, like people who wanted a new ending were getting lumped in with people who were just dissatisfied with the ending. 
and everyone's like, oh, you suck because you don't like it. How about you make something better? It's like, how about you suck my dick? It's like, you, <laughs> you don't get to say that. It's like, just because we didn't make the game doesn't mean it's, we cannot criticize it. We are people who mm-hmm. are consuming, this is what reviews are. People consume a thing and then they get to talk about their feelings about it. That's what a fucking review is. Everyone don't gotta like yeah. it just because they made it. And it's like, like I have a fucking Mass Effect tattoo. I think I'm qualified to talk about the shit, okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Stupid. <sighs> Would you ever get another video game tattoo? I don't know. If I if there was something I liked and it was finished. <laughs> Yeah, like, okay, like, all the people, like, naming their baby, like, Khaleesi and stuff yeah. like that. Like, oof. Oof. Yeah, huge <laughs> oof. Like, what were y'all thinking? <laughs> oh, man. I feel bad. I feel like those people probably didn't even bother to finish the shit anyway. I just, like, I feel I feel bad because I, I assume like as the this child. is... No, I, well, I feel bad for all parties involved. Because, like, I assume, perhaps erroneously, but I assume that this is the parent's first rodeo when it comes to disappointing media. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. And so it's just, like, they just, they just had no idea that something could be fucked this badly. They just didn't know. They were just sweet summer children. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I feel bad because it's just, like, I feel that, like, if you had had any sort of other experience on this, you'd be like, well, let's be a little cautious now. Mm-hmm. And so it just speaks to me of, like, lack of prior experience. So we want to continue along the vein of, of shitty romances and, and poor resolutions to them? Sure. So I think, like, I honestly think this is the worst one. Um, I talk about Thane and think about Thane more because he was the dude that I romanced and so he's my favorite. Mm-hmm. But like Jacob, that was the most offensive. Yeah. It's like, so you if you romance Jacob in the second game, like first it was like it was it, it was its own special brand of cringe, but we don't necessarily have to go into that unless you really want to. Um, but it's like, so you romance him in the same game and then the third game starts and like, he's like, they cause correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Cause it's been a while since I played the third game, but like Shepard's imprisoned for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Because like they blew up like that, that mass effect relay yeah. to try to prevent the Reapers from getting and killed in. a bunch of Batarians in, um, the DLC. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay. So Shepard's in prison for a little bit. And, like, meanwhile, like, Jacob decides to, like, hook up with someone else. And so that's the end of the romance. Yeah. Like, while while (laughs) Shepard is fucking locked up, no communications whatsoever. He's like, I couldn't wait. And it was literally just six months. Yeah. And and it's like, okay, and, okay, so, like, he, he hooks up with this other lady and they have a baby. And they name it after Shepard. Yeah, like, how are you supposed to feel about that? Like, why would you be happy about that? That shit don't make no sense. And it's like, you don't have any opportunity to be like, excuse me? <laughs> like, there's no, like, upset about it. Like, you can't be mad. And it's just like, how can you not be mad? Yeah. 
And it's like... It's... <sighs> go ahead, like, go ahead. I feel like they wrote this with a male Liara romancing Shepard in mind. And fuck all the rest of them. Because it's just like, mm-hmm. if you're, you haven't um, romanced him, you don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's like, if you romance them, get fucked. They don't care. <laughs> they don't give a shit about you. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It was just, like, just so incredibly offensive. And it's just, like, why even make him romanceable in the second game, then? They don't know. Like, what kind of story were you trying to tell here? I, again, I think he got the same treatment as Thane, where they just fucking forgot about it. I don't know how that's... A- actually physically possible (laughs) (laughs) like i like i the you know we say that and they themselves have said it but i'm just like is your brain broken like what the fuck is wrong with you like you like yeah this is this is your actual job this is what you do for a living like and you have access to all the same written material that i do (laughs) and like i just have to assume that like you have been you are more intimately familiar with this than I am. But apparently this is not the case. I said I didn't even romance Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> and I like I remember. <laughs> like come on. Fucking stupid. Yep. Yeah, that Jacob shit was so offensive. Like there's a lot of problems with Jacob, but that shit was the worst. Yeah. That was wrong, and then his loyalty mission with his father was fucking weird. Yeah. Oh, okay. So in the same vein of uh, romances, Jack. Mm-hmm. Jack is an unstable, highly traumatized, uh, for lack of a better term, psychic. Like, I, like people aren't going to know what a biotic is. It's essentially like a psychic. Like, she can move shit with her mind. She does telekinesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, she's got a lot of issues. She's heavily abused. She was like, Try, they tried to make her into like a, a weapons from weapon from a young age. She has trust issues among other things. Mm-hmm. But they go with that trope of, oh, my love can heal you, even though we've known each other like three months. It's like, please don't. Yeah. And like, I mean, this is, is it like a an adjacent point, I guess? But it's just the fact that only male Shepherd could romance her. That too. Also. Yeah, like, it's just, I don't know, like, obviously, this is probably, this is probably a controversial opinion, but, like, I feel that male shepherd is so mediocre. (laughs) What's the difference? Like, (laughs) I don't, like, it's just, like, the fact that it's, like, a dude, honestly, which I, you know, it probably says more about me than anything else, (laughs) but it's just, like, I'm, I'm just, like, tired of, like, seeing narratives about dudes saving the world. Like, I'm much more interested in a narrative about, like, a woman saving Mm -hmm. the world. Like, it's an overused thing. You've seen it before. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm just, like... <clears throat> like oh so it's this dude and he's saving the world and also he's saving this woman with his dick yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's just like i'm bored i'm bored and this is dumb mm-hmm. i agree i get that um to get away from disappointing romances and how they can't do interpersonal relationships that well the the overlord dc dlc like you you remembered more about that than i do so if you want to take that yeah, one. Yeah, so like essentially, so spoilers ahead, but like essentially what uh, this DLC is about is um, 
there's supposed to be like this rogue uh, VI, uh, which is something that Shepard has to deal with on multiple occasions, honestly. Um, and so it's like you're called in and like you find out that the rogue VI isn't actually a VI at all, but it's this guy's brother who is on the spectrum who like was hooked up to all these fucking machines he's basically being tortured he had like that um like clockwork orange like where like it peels your eyes open you Mm -hmm. know like he was so he's just being tortured 24 7 and like he was the quote-unquote vi like his brother was like oh his like mind is like a machine and so it's just he was torturing him for like fucking years and years and years um and and it's just being a huge fucking asshole and like I read an article on it where it's like they were talking about like how like horrifying that was um and like how it's like the the debate at the end I don't know if you recall this um but like the the kind of like choice that you have to make is whether or not you want to let this this brother continue to abuse uh his like his brother hooked up to the machines and everything um and like continue his experiments or to try to like save the abused brother and like take him to some sort of facility where he can try to recover Mm -hmm. which shouldn't even be a question no and like the article was like saying like where is the option to like fucking kill the abusive brother or arrest him or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) for like torturing his like disabled brother for like years and there's no option to do that and it was just a a disgusting choice in the in the first place and so it was just like fucked up like from start to to finish what was even the point Mm -hmm. other than shock value yeah. But they do that. That's what they do. And I feel that segues well into the ending of Mass of the series. With Mass Effect 3. Yeah. <laughs> we've we've talked about this at length and also spoilers if you're new here. But um the ending I feel was dog shit that was so departed from the rest of the game. The, like the rest of the series up to that point and also the colors mean nothing. Like you get the same fucking ending every time mm-hmm. and like i was i mentioned earlier the points it's like throughout mass spec 3 they make it seem like you have these war assets that are going to help you sway the ending the war a certain way and then you get into the last like two hours of the game and it's like oh no that was all just busy work that didn't mean shit yeah like well like the the concept of the war assets was really interesting yeah. because it was like the alliances that you forge, like the people that you sway to like your side, like all these sorts of things. And so it's like the game is rewarding you for like for essentially for like completing missions and and also like kind of like the whole idea that's like arching all three games is like we have to like get everyone to work together in order to combat this overwhelming threat. And so it's like what Shepard has tried to do. And then at the very end, it doesn't fucking matter. Yep. <laughs> like not even the tiniest bit. Which is just like so disappointing. It's like, I mean, did you forget like kind of like the, uh, the the message throughout your games of like the importance of working together and and like unity and friendship? <laughs> yes. Because they just wanted to have dark whatever bullshit 
existential nothing ending that they wanted. It just it didn't even make any sense. No. Like it, like I just I didn't I what like okay so like the three endings are you you could pick the green ending Where everyone merges with is, technology yeah yeah so it's like you have like these uh like techno organic hybrids or you could pick the red ending which is the reapers are destroyed but also all other uh non-organic life is destroyed and like technology so, like, too is fucked up like too that. yeah mm-hmm. like anyone who's using or some shit can... to stay alive get fucked you're dead yeah, and like the relays are blown up and all of this. Um and or you could pick the blue ending, which is like Shepard like becomes a Reaper mm-hmm. and like can control the Reapers. Mm-hmm. Which is fucking stupid. And they're all kind of So stupid. it's just like yeah, like none of it makes any real sense. Like I, I don't know like why is that choice even given to you? Because like the, the Reaper's whole jam was that like they like didn't want like organic life to approach this this itself doesn't make any sense but they didn't want organic life to approach this point where they would create enough ai to where there would be like this like war or whatever and it's like first of all like that war was already really happening with like the guests but like second of all like if you made like the correct sequence of choices you could have like essentially stopped that war and unified the Korean and the guests mm-hmm. and so like there was no more like ai organic war but it's also like why do the reapers even give a shit mm-hmm. <laughs> like like what like they're supposed supposedly they have been like programs for that but it's just like but then you're late anyway because this is already happening so it's just like what what is this even trying to what are you doing this doesn't make any sense they don't know they don't know they didn't take it through like i said like we said no. in the beginning they didn't plot this out well no they didn't this shit makes no, zero sense but they were getting high on their own farts and that's all that mattered well then it was like it was supposed to originally be like um there was something like like as the title would suggest the uh, the concept of mass effects which is like um essentially like this uh this force that species uncover that allows the relays to happen and all of mm-hmm. this um it was dependent on uh dark matter like dark matter yeah and so it was supposed to be something related to that where it's like shepherd would eventually uncover like the fact that the more that they use dark matter to like do these things like the more is like produced or something and so essentially it like um will like take over and like make the galaxy unlivable so it's like it's almost like using like fossil fuels or something like that right where it's like it's unsustainable and so you have to start making the choice like well are we you know are we going to choose like more like environmental sort of solutions like but then you have to give some things up you know Mm -hmm. and so it's like what are you willing to give up in order to to maintain life essentially um but then they decided not to do that because they're fucking stupid. A bit. So I feel, with all the things we brought up, we kind of, in bringing them up, 
Like we point out what was wrong with them and things that could have fixed them. And mm-hmm. I feel that they're small things. They're not huge things. Like even though I would love a, a mission that liberates the Drell, <laughs> which would have been a, which is a little more than 20%. It's a bigger undertaking. I just feel like the things that we suggested, those would have like that, like for Thane specifically, that would have fixed his romance or that would have fixed mm-hmm. his plot line or something. And it's like, even if they were dead set on killing him and they had all this stuff, like these things that existed, like show why he gave up. Why did he give up? Yeah, like what happened between the second and the third game that made him be like, you know what? Never mind. Like, I should die. Yeah. <laughs> like, because that's not where we ended at the second game. And that six month span. Like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. That reminds me, I have that uh that fanfic that I started and didn't finish. <laughs> what for like the third game? It's in between two and three. It's like right when Shepard gets out, or uh, it's more at three, I guess, the beginning of three, and it's going to be like a, a mm-hmm. rewrite of three. I I had planned that, and then, I mean, that's that's when the depression hit. <laughs> <laughs> And I haven't really been able to do anything ever since. Understandable, honestly. Like, that's <laughs> when I stopped doing fanfic on it. Like, it just killed any creativity I had in that vein. That's why I started doing other stuff. Yeah. Like, it was just... I, I can't even do other stuff. It, like, it had so much potential. And they're like, no, nah, we're just going to do the the laziest shit ever. Here you go. Mm-hmm. And that just... Ugh. It was really gross. So this will be the first in several entries of us critiquing what could be very minimal fixes to various pieces of media to make them a lot better. Just 20% more effort. Yeah, 20% more effort. And like, these could obviously be, you know, these are our opinions, but I feel like some of these are just objectively bad. Like, feel free to like whatever the fuck you want. Like, we say this all the time, like whatever the fuck you want, even if it's bad. But, like, these things, I feel, are, like, bad, bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let us know what you think. Do you agree? Do you disagree? If you disagree, don't really care. But <laughs> we can have a conversation about it if you can be an adult about it. Just You can give us your perspective. Yeah, otherwise, we will catch you next week. Bye. You've just listened to We Are Disappointed. Intro music is Feels Bad by Strongsuit. Outro music is Decisions by Dream Heaven. You can find them on the Free Music Archive in Pixabay. If you have something that disappoints you, you can send us a line at We Are Disappointed on Twitter and Instagram, or our website at wearedisappointed.com, and we can be disappointed together in future shows. Thanks for listening. <laughs>